LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for Gospel Center Ministry every week. Now, you've just come off the coaching tour. Yes. Now, not a lot of not a lot of people know this about Derek, but Derek actually coaches a number of teams, don't you? You coach a soccer team, and you, you've coached a cricket team. Yes. Not only are you captain, have you ever captain coached? Uh, no, that'd be hard with the age of my boys. <laughs> a lot of points I've wanted to go on, but no, I haven't done that. No, no. have you? Uh, I have never captain coached. No. There's a bit of regret in that. Actually, well, now I'm pretty happy to have put up the boots at 21. Uh, playing yeah. rugby was pretty hard work. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Tough on the body. Mm. Now, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We'd encourage you to check out our network page on iTunes. But for now, you've pressed play on episode number 58 of The One Thing Raising Up Female Leaders. Yeah, some of this seems like um, an odd topic to tackle because it should in some ways be just, you know, well, not just, but raising up leaders. There's a huge amount of overlap and similarities and what's the need to distinguish. But actually, I think there is are some good questions that uh, we need to ask in this area to work out what are the similarities and what are the differences and how it is we intentionally do that well throughout the whole of church, not just default to the 50% which we might align with. It's actually less. NCLS says there's more women in churches. More women, yeah, more women in churches. So 61% of People in churches are women. Yep. So we want to work out how it is we uh, we love the whole church well, and that's 6% of women who are in church, and raise them up and develop them as leaders. That's what we're talking to Kathy Hurd about today. G'day, Kathy. It's great to have you on the podcast. Hello. Now, Kathy Hurd, for those of you who don't know her, Kathy uh, is, a, is a mother, a grandmother. She's also on the ministry and maturity team at EV Church, and she's also one of our coaching directors of the Geneva Push and does a fabulous work uh, raising up coaches to work with our church planning wives. Mm. So, Cathy, it is so good to have you on the show today. Thank you. So, Cathy, what is, as we start to think about this, what's the one thing that uh, when you're talking to uh, women who are you're developing as leaders or mm. pastors who are developing women, what's the one thing we need to, um, uh, to do to set women up well for leadership mm. in the church? Um, so there's obviously going to be lots of more than one things, mm. but a big one is, I think, uh, envisioning women to think about how they could use their lives for gospel ministry in some way. Um, I think the natural default for all of us is to be on a bit of a treadmill, having kids and then thinking through, what do I do now? I'll obviously go back to work. Um, interrupting that process of th- thinking in some way and saying, is it possible? Are you in a position where you could use your gifts and be part of a church ministry in in a big capacity, in a big way. Um, and is that the default now that you're seeing in your conversations with, with women at EV Church? That's the default. Yeah. You finish up with the kids and then it's, it's, it's back off to the workforce. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, it's partly cultural. It's partly because we're sinful and our temptation is to uh, just think about me and what I want in life. It's partly to need, like culturally, um, life has got harder with one wage. Most families are finding they need to, so that's a real thing. Mm. But I think, too, churches maybe aren't quick enough to step in there and say, 
actually there's a whole career you could have, if you like, uh, in volunteer ministry, um, serving in our church in quite significant leadership roles. Would you be prepared to think about that? I think we're not very quick to get in there and have that kind of a conversation with our women. Hmm. So what are the what are the other things? That's the the number uh, or one of the key things to have that conversation initially mm. to set a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other things you you see we need to talk to women about in ministry? Yeah, so I think um, women. One of the other aspects is being uh, maybe more creative with the kinds of roles we can offer women. So I think a lot of churches have a a couple of options for women. And then find it hard to think beyond that. I think we could do better than that. I think there are heaps of things that our churches could, if we were creative and thought about it, that our churches could be doing that would strengthen their um, their reach into the community and would provide uh, way more variety for the kinds of gifts and skills that women could bring to the table. Um, so I think that's a big one. But when, when you have identified those and you've got uh, women who are agreeing that they would give themselves, it's then setting, setting up well. Um, you Don't just dump and run, give them the role, never see them again. I think one of the things that uh, is important to think into is what, what will help women get better in their role and keep going in it. So I've got a few thoughts. Um, shall I just but, go for well, it? Well, before, before you get <laughs> yeah. there, I want to dig I into actually want to dig into that. Yes. Uh, what are those roles? Because yeah. let me just put it out there. Yeah. It, it you know most uh, most roles of, of women in church generally you see they're involved in administrative roles, ministry support roles, mm. uh, or they're the woman's worker who meets up one to one with a whole a whole bunch of women. That that's generally the the ministry roles that I've seen. And uh, maybe um, Sunday school. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe a, a, kid, a kids yeah. worker as well. Yeah. Uh, so what so what does it yeah what does it mm. look look like? So and what and, and mm. as well can I just throw something mm. into that because I was thinking along the same lines why. Why is it we keep limiting limiting to those things consistently Mm. and how do we get out of that mould? Yeah. So, um, all right, so I'm just thinking very quickly what kind of things. Uh, Here's one. Lots of spaces that we do our ministries in are really ugly. Have we actually thought of which women in our church are gifted at making the place look good, make it look better, Um, make it um, appropriate to the demographic we're trying to reach? So there's one. Uh, Lots of people coming to church new need following up? Have we got people that are phoning them, talking to them, inviting them around? Have we got women who aren't just doing it, but also maybe leading the whole church to do it? They're setting up systems where people are providing hospitality for for new people and existing people. So there's just another so idea. So look, look back over the episodes, Amy Townsend on membership and integration, okay. she ran a dance school. She, she's Fair. an entrepreneur. Yeah, she had her own okay. business. Fantastic at, at all those things, but not just doing it, but actually creating a system and, in, and, and encouraging yeah. and recruiting others. Um, uh, another example just quickly is uh, uh, community events. We um, Well, one thing we're trialling is having a lunch straight after church. It's been great. People hang around then for a long time. New people find it easy then to stick around. So having women think into that, um, you've got catering. And women that can lead teams, when you've got catering teams, you've got women that can lead teams of men and women doing this together and and pooling their ideas to come up with a, a great eating gourmet experience. Uh, I mean, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Yeah, um, yeah. Another, another thing is I think women 
um, can bring good organisational skills. So sometimes sitting in meetings, uh, women can bring in the question, that's a great vision, but what are the steps that we need to do to get there? Um, so they can bring that aspect. Women in meetings can bring in, that's a great decision, but how will it impact people on the ground um, emotionally, relationally? What, what's this going to do? So um, having women as part of decision-making is helpful. Um, having women identify all the gifts that the, your congregation have and part of that is personally interviewing each person to find out what are they good at, what's the work in their workplace, what do they do? What could they bring to church ministries? And sitting down and working out how do I match make what this person is and who they are with the ministry needs in our church? Women can bring great strengths to that. Kathy, that's excellent. We, we've got to envisage, we've got to provide a, a place, be creative about the opportunities and, and really know our people and know their gifts so that we can actually uh, utilise them in the body. now. And, and just to answer Derek's question, because that's right, it's, it's why aren't we doing this? Mm. Why aren't we sitting down and thinking mm. through what are valuable ministries we could be running? It's partly, I think, because we get stuck in a rut. So we do church, we know what church looks like because we were in one and the person who trained us was in one and we're copying it. Mm. But let's break out of that and think from yeah, from ground up, what do I need to do to reach my community? Start there and then be more creative. Great. Well, I just want to take a quick break. We're going to dive into uh, to my toolbox. Uh, this month, it's being sponsored by the Daily Discipleship Guide. One of the greatest predictors of a disciple's spiritual growth is regular Bible reading. Uh, we as leaders in the church, we need to get people reading their Bible regularly. And that's why LifeWay has created the Daily Discipleship Guide. It's a new resource uh, of Bible studies uh, for you to encourage daily Bible reading in your groups. Uh, you can download four free sessions of the Daily Discipleship Guide. Visit biblestudiesforlife.com forward slash ddg. That's biblestudiesforlife.com forward slash ddg. Well, uh, just three quick resources. Uh, I think what's been really helpful is Kathy just reminding us that uh, women are people and uh, they they need to be developed just like people. Uh, I know that sounds very very simple. You have four daughters, don't you, Scott? I do have four daughters. Uh, sometimes I feel like they're not people. That is very true. Uh, and so so they require training and support. Um, and Ministry Grid, we've already talked about that a number of times in this show. It's a great online tool that can actually help you train and equip your church members so not only men and and women can just, be... Uh, just to say, in your own defence here, it seems ridiculous to say it, doesn't it? It does. But it, that is exactly how churches operate mm. too often, that uh, we deal with 50% of the congregation. It needs sorry, to be sorry. said. In your defence, just defending uh, him. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I've really found uh, helpful about both Andrew and Kathy's uh, ministry uh, is their real push into gospel convictions. And so I think one of the things that I, I regularly... Uh, regularly hear both of them talking about is these gospel convictions that actually motivate you, you for ministry. So the reality of heaven and hell, the importance of the cross of Christ, the love for the loss. Mm. Uh, so a really important thing I want to encourage all our ladies to be doing is to be having those discipleship conversations that remind people of God's purposes in the world, remind people of what he is doing and doing through uh, his people. Mm. And then finally, much of what Kathy's uh, talking about requires coaching, uh, delegation, We've got a great uh, resource on Church in a Box on coaching and delegation produced by Centre for Ministry Development, Peter uh, Peter Marrick. Can I encourage uh, you to be a better coach, uh, to be a better delegator so that you can actually hand over ministry? And Tom Wood's book, Gospel Coach. Yeah, it's a great book. All right, back to the conversation. I want to dig in a little bit further mm-hmm. uh, with Cathy on, on raising uh, women leaders. Um, as we start to think through 
the differences as well um, of these things are the same, things are different. Uh, do women need something different to men in being raised up and encouraged into leadership and continuing in that? It can be a dangerous um, question because you end up going into generalisations, but I'm going to go there. Yeah, there. I think there are generally differences. It can be that women can be less confident to step into a leadership role and so may need more encouragement to do that. Um, and so... Um, yeah, and it may it may be too that women um, are more relational and being part of a team where they can process their thinking, where they can feel their responsibility is shared. It's not just on them that they're part of a group and they um, there's a relational camaraderie with other people doing the ministry. So meetings need to need to happen. I think that's really significant for helping women stick at it long term and not get lonely in the job. Um, now, I'd say the same for men, but maybe more significantly for women. Um, not sure. I think women might need more affirmation. They might be a little less, as I said, secure or confident in the role. They might need more affirmation that what they are bringing to the table, what they are doing, that's a good, they're, they're doing well. Um, I think women have to be careful not to need that too much, not be needy. So I think both men and women need to keep working out their identity in Christ and being sure of that. But I think it shows itself perhaps in that kind of insecurity for women of needing a lot of affirmation. So they have to be careful there and, sometimes. And you're pushing into that particular because it, it does take a lot of extra additional work for the, the yes. leader who's leading a group. of. Or that can be exhausting if mm. you are leading someone who's constantly needing that. Um, uh, they need to be trusted. So this is a flip side. They need to be trusted with a role and have a sizable role, not be micromanaged. Be allowed to make mistakes and that's okay. Pick yourself up, have another go. Um, be prepared. Women can be more conscientious sometimes. So be prepared, helping them be prepared not to be 100% perfect. 80% is good enough. So I think sometimes helping women have that mindset. So again, these are huge generalizations. Not every woman is like this. I think women sometimes can go into the details, which can be a helpful part to bring to the table but have to be careful to zoom back and see the bigger picture as well. I think the ideal is to be able to be a person who can zoom in and zoom back out. Um, so there's a few thoughts. Can, can I ask, uh, how important is the senior pastor, mo you know, models this? You know, what, what things can a senior pastor or a church leader do to encourage women in their teams? Um, well, and, and you can maybe look at it negatively. What, what shouldn't, what yeah. shouldn't uh, we do? Uh, I think... Uh, just that there's an expectation women need to be part of this, can be part of this, and we're looking for those women that can be. I think just that mindset mm. uh, will permeate a lot of meetings and permeate the rest of the staff. So I think that's helpful. And then I think in meetings, being aware of are women speaking? Like are they, are they sitting back or are they part of the conversation? Are, are they being given a turn to talk? Um, so women can either talk too much or they can sit right back and not talk enough. It's <laughs> both of them are probably from insecurities. And is that a conversation so that is out. that a conversation, you know, offline, Kay Kathy, I noticed you didn't say anything today. What yeah, was going on? Be. Or is it a yeah. Kathy, uh, what do you have to say about yeah. XYZ? I, both both work well. Um I think too the main pastor may not be the, the initial overseer, the the um the layer of leaderships mm. are directly above each woman. So I think it's having the layer of leadership above each woman, being able to meet with them, process 
uh, help them process their thinking and keep asking them, what do you want to do next in your ministry? Where do you want this ministry to go? So asking good questions, but having meetings so that she's got a place where her work matters and someone is pushing her to think even more about what she could do next. That's good. Just before we come to your one thing in a moment, any other um, random co- thoughts, comments you want to kind of throw out there that you think people need to hear on this? It's nothing random from Cathy. Nothing <laughs> random. Deliberate and thoughtful. Sorry, that's what um, I think uh, one of the aspects of being a woman too is that you may have family at home. You may be juggling lots of things. And so I think having that recognition that she will sometimes need flexibility in her role mm. and being respectful, gentle enough to allow for that is helpful. Mm. Uh, and some women can only stay in roles for a couple of years before they need to just duck back out again, come back into it again. So there probably needs to be more flex for women. Mm. Yep. Oh, that's my random thought. No, <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the show. Cathy, uh, it's been great having you on. What's the one thing that we should be taking away when it comes to raising up female leaders? Um, I think from what we've been saying, I've got three. I think it's, it is to find women, find them. They're out there, but bring a gospel conviction um, conversation to the table with them and not just one, but probably a few. Uh, work may not be their only option if you were to give them another one. So find them. Secondly, think more broadly about what ministries your church could be running and which women could be involved in leading them. And then thirdly, well, I guess it goes back to visioning. So find the women and vision them. Vision, vision, vision. That's what keeps you going, serving the Lord. It's good. Great. Thanks for being on the three things today, Kathy. That's excellent. <laughs> now, the one thing is part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Can I encourage you to check out one of our podcast partners? Have you listened to the New Churches Q&A podcast? It's got two of my favorite people on it, Ed Stetzer, Todd Adkins. <laughs> Daniel, I like uh, you too, but just not as much that. as you'll Ed or Todd. I know he June. listens to all these podcasts, so he's going he's gonna to hear that. Yeah. Uh, good to hear from you too, Daniel. Uh, it's part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, and you can always hear great topics from, from Daniel, Ed, and Todd. They know a vast amount of information, and it's, it's a real easy one to search through and find what you're after. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in our next episode, you need to change. You need to change. Yeah, I do. You need to change. About you. I need to change too. You as well. Everyone does. We've got Craig Tucker back on The One Thing to share how adapting is an essential part of surviving in every ministry context. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.